podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hello, Dolphin fans. Yes, that's right. We're back with yet another season of previews and reviews of your Miami Dolphins. Each week, we will discuss the upcoming game, analyzing the opponent, and then follow every game with a review show with all the highs and lows of the game. This season looks to be one of the most exciting seasons we have had in a good while, and we are really, truly excited to be there every step of the way. So please look for us and follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Please feel free to leave comments after each show as we truly appreciate any feedback. Now let's kick off this week's show. And it's another Fin Fans podcast. Victory Monday, Lewis. Wow. Victory Monday. That's three. Three in the books. Three in a row, right? Three weeks gone in the season. Three W's on the board. What more can you ask for? Well, we can ask for, you know, an ass-kicking on the Broncos, which is pretty much what we got. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's not only, you know, it's not only the way we, you know, the win yesterday, it's the way we won. You know, as I watched games around the NFL yesterday, and I saw all kinds of upsets all over the place, and then, you know, other teams struggling to get by. I mean, there were a few dominant teams. Chiefs dominated the Bears. You know, and there were a few other teams that I wonder how many up. people picked the Cowboys to lose yesterday. I'll tell you what. <laughs> not many. Not I many. I think so. <laughs> uh, the Ravens losing? Not many. You know, there were games like that around the NFL yesterday. It was just a weird, weird day to say the least. I mean, you know, I never expected the And I think the Ravens were home to boot. Jacksonville? Yeah. I mean, they got one. beat. Right? They yep. got beat. I mean, that wasn't a game that was, uh, you know, but nip and tuck. They were playing tuck. the Colts, right? That's the division game. I mean, but I, you know, the, the games yesterday were just unbelievable. I mean, you know, you saw the NFL, and the reason why what we did yesterday was, you know, was, was even more impressive. The fact that, you know, you're beating an NFL team the way you beat them is just extraordinary in today's NFL. It really is. I mean, well, it was That was, it was, that was borderline incredible. I mean, <laughs> look, we've been watching games since the 70s, Lewis, and uh, I never remember an offensive explosion, anything like that. You know, I, I watched a passing game. Uh, you know, we had a passing game that was just phenomenal up and down the field. You know, Marino's big year. Yep. Um, you know, where he threw the 48 touchdowns. But the running game was nothing like we saw yesterday. Yeah, he didn't have an A-chain or a Mostert or anybody nothing. else that, that could produce on that kind exactly. of Exactly. It, it, it was a one-dimensional offense. And, um, you know, it, it was entirely different than what we saw yesterday. I mean, we saw big passing, two or through for over 300 yards, and it went under the radar. You didn't even notice it because – the running game was so dominant. I mean, 370 yards, whatever it was that they rushed for yesterday. I mean, just it's 350, just incredible. I mean, you know, you're talking about how, how much total offense did we have yesterday? 700 and something yards total? Yep. Seven, 726? I mean. That's the second most ever in league history. And, and that's what taken the foot off the pedal in the fourth quarter. Yep. Even though it didn't seem that way, because White had a long touchdown, 
pass and A-Chain had a long breakaway touchdown. But, you know, the point of the matter is, is that, you know. Well, they we were, were doing that with backups in the game. Exactly. You know? not, not completely, but, you know. Yeah. It came just as easy for yeah. them. And, you know, that was the amazing thing. But, you know, even if you take the fourth quarter stats out of the picture, the numbers were just still astronomical, um, you know, especially through, you know, over a three-quarter period. Uh, it was just total dominance. And, you know, the interesting thing about this is, is that, you know, if you go back to the Charger game in week one, you know, the, the total points weren't there. But we would have had over 50 points in week one as well had we not fumbled at the five and had we not thrown an interception in the end zone. We had yeah. a couple of turnovers yeah. deep in our own, te- you know, deep in, uh, you know, the other team's territory. So, you know, you put some points on the board there. Yesterday, we were just so efficient. You know, we, we kept scoring every time we had the ball. Let me, let me tell you some of the records that we broke yesterday. Uh-huh. These are single-game records. Most points, 70. Most touchdowns, 10. Most total yards, 726. Most rushing yards, 350. Extra points made, 10. The most points scored in the second half of a game, 35. And they tied that record. Mm -hmm. The individual records, most touchdowns was uh, Mostert and A-Chain tied with four each. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most points scored, 24, Mostert and A-Chain. Most rushing yards by a rookie, A-Chain, 203. Most touchdowns by a rookie, A-Chain, 4. Most extra points made, Sanders, 10. Uh, two a set record for passing yards through three games with 1,024 yards. And uh, Tyreek has the most receiving yards that Dolphin players gained through three games at 412. These numbers now, the, are crazy. Yeah, the crazy. 70 points were the most in an NFL game since 1966. It was the second most in, a regu- in regular season play. Uh, Washington had uh, 72 in 1966, while right. Chicago had 73 in the 1940 NFL championship game. Right. Miami's okay. 726 total yards was second most in league history uh, behind a 1951 Los Angeles Rams, who had 735. The Dolphins became the first team in NFL history with five passing touchdowns and five rushing touchdowns in the same game. Think about that for a second. That, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Back to my point, you know, in regard to, you know, us being one-dimensional at one uh-huh. point and just everything yesterday. Just incredible. Incredible, incredible. Mostert and A-Chain became the second pair of teammates to score four touchdowns each in the same game, joining the 2004 Chiefs Priest Holmes and uh, Derek Blaylock in a 56-10 win over the Falcons. Mm-mm-mm. A-Chain's 203 rushing yards broke the NFL record for a player in his first or second game of his career in the Super Bowl era since 1970. Tua extended his winning streak over Super Bowl winning coaches to 10, an NFL record. After losing to Kansas City's Andy Reid in December of 2020, he's since reeled off five wins against uh, Belichick, a second against Sean Payton, and uh, one each against uh, Harbaugh, Tomlin, and uh, Gruden. To his 155-8 passer rating Sunday was his personal career best. He started off with seven consecutive completions, just missing the record of 18 that Tannehill had set back in uh, 2015 against Houston. 
Miami's 130 points and 1,651 yards are both team best through three games. A lot of, a lot of records there and uh, some pretty tough records too. I mean, you know, the, the running backs, one of you seen, I mean, you know, we, we saw Zonko, we saw Morris, but we never saw anything like that. No, they were, you know, the, the defense on the opposite side just had no clue as to what was coming at them the whole day. I mean, they just didn't. I mean, you know, the averages per carry for these guys, it was just over the top. I mean, you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, Mozart averaged about eight yards a carry, somewhere between seven and eight yards a carry, yeah. and A-Chain averaged, you know, <laughs> 10 yards a carry or, or something to that effect. I mean, it was just crazy. And then you bring Brooks in late, and, you know, his average is over, you know, seven yards a carry. I mean, it, it was just total dominance. You know, they, it didn't matter what, what we did yesterday. It was working, and it, it just came so easy. And, um, you know, I, I can't say enough about, you know, the coaching staff, McDan- McDaniel and what he's done. You know, through three weeks, you know, we came into the season, you know, the question marks, you know, that we felt were on the offensive side. And, um, you know, they've been totally dominant. You know, it's been the opposite side of the football that's been a little lackluster in regard to performance. But the offense right now, you know, with McDaniel's schemes and what they're throwing at teams, they're almost unstoppable right now. I don't know how a team is going to really slow us down. I mean, New England did to an extent, but, um, you know, right now, you know, you look at us as a whole, you know, this team, and, you know, I watched again, you know, over the three weeks, I've watched a lot of football right now. You know, I don't have a problem with saying that they look like the best team in football at this point. And I know it's early. You know, it's only three weeks into the season. We've still got... Somebody has to be the best after three weeks, right? Yep. We still have a long, long way to go. But right now, you know, they're playing enough defense to win games. And their offense is basically, you know, just up and down the field. They're hitting on all cylinders. Um, They're precise. The penalties have gone away. You know, Tua is just getting the ball and just letting it rip. Two, three seconds, gone. Every was, single he time he throws. He was 23 of 26 yesterday. Just unbelievable. And, and that was with a drop from Hill. So yep. technically, you know, he threw one bad pass the whole day, the out to Hill. I don't yep. even remember the other com- the incompletion, to be honest either. with you. Yeah, I don't either. But th- the point of the matter is, is that, you know, you're talking about Tua right now and you didn't even think about him yesterday. It was like, you know, he, he was really, he played phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. And I hope people don't take this the wrong way. But, you know, he's an afterthought. You know, when you're looking at this offense, you're like, you know, the, the first two guys that come to mind are the two running backs. You know, most are the, with the way he ran the football, I mean, power and then bouncing it outside. And, you know, even on a, a screen, you know, on a ball out in the flat. He made a phenomenal move and tiptoed down the sideline. And then A-Chain just spinning and just hitting the hole at 120 miles an hour. Those guys just shined yesterday. And then, you know, you throw Tua in and you throw Tyreek in, who both had phenomenal games. But, you know, you don't even think about it to an extent because the guys on, you know, running the football were so dominant. So, that's how that's how strong this offense is right now. That there's there's all kinds of elements coming at you. You know, we didn't even have Waddle yesterday. 
think about that for a minute. I mean, you're down a receiver that's, you know, a big part of your offense. He's not even on the field, and you still put 70 points on the board. It's like they didn't miss a beat. You know, I'll tell you what, he's, he's not going to get hurt no more because he ain't going to want to miss the next party. No. You know, if right now, you know, as, you, as you look at the team as a whole, you know, Barrios came up with a couple of big catches on third down yesterday. Uh, you know, he only had two, two receptions, but they were, they were timely. You know, Smythe had a 15-yard reception that was a timely reception. That, that's what's going on here. And, and they're running backs. Mostert and A-Chain, 11 receptions combined yesterday. We've been calling for that all last year. These guys can catch the football. They are weapons. Mostert can catch the football. He proved it last year. And when he gets the ball in the flat and he has some room to run, you can't stop him. I mean, there's just so many layers coming at you. This team is just, I mean, they're just exciting to watch. And um, boy, I'll tell you what, you know, how many years all of us as Dolphin fans, me and you, Mike, and, you know, I'm sure a million other Dolphin fans over the last 20 years and even beyond that, you know, sit there and say, God, you know, I wish our team could, you know, function in those ways. You know, when we watched Peyton Manning and the Colts with Reggie Wayne and Harrison. And you watch New England just move the football up and down the field. And Drew Brees in New Orleans and, and uh, Rodgers in Green Bay a few of those seasons. And you're looking at them and you just envy them. You're like, man, I mean, wh- when is our offense going to get to that level? You know, we, we just, we, we've struggled so long. You know what most surprised now we're there. me yesterday, Lewis? Vance Joseph is a pretty experienced defensive coordinator. He didn't just start doing this yesterday. Right. And uh, between the numbers, Long uh, Tua was in the middle of the field, uh, one of one. 10 to 19 yards, he was 7 of 7. Behind that, he was 5 of 5 and 5 of 5, you know, behind uh, the short middle. So, I mean, he has 5, 10, 15, 17, 18 of 18 in the middle of the field. Right. Why didn't they stop it? They can't. (laughs) <laughs> Mike, you can't cover Tyreek Hill. I, I, I will go back to last year where uh-huh. the 49ers got praised for stopping us. They did not stop us. There were guys open all day long. Tua had a horrible game. That was it. That was, that was a bad football game for him. He missed. He was off target all day long. They did not stop us. The Chargers did a good job the following week. I don't know what the problem was, but it seemed like the whole offense was in a funk that day. Tua and the rest of the group, period, in a funk. Past that, not an awful lot of teams stopped us last. There's a different scheme in place here as far as I'm concerned as well. You know, I think that McDaniel in the offseason – probably from day one after they got eliminated last year, incorporated even more plays into the playbook. And they're extreme. Guys are in motion. They've got guys just going in 10 different directions and the misdirections. And I mean, God, those shuttle passes yesterday were were a whole other wrinkle in the offense that teams are going (laughs) to have. 
they're going to have to defend it. So if you have guy linebackers sitting in the middle waiting on that, you know, what does it do behind that in the middle of the field? You know, they'll, they'll, they'll play off of that. Right. Well, it was smart because what people were doing was dropping the linebackers and, you know, playing with uh, five and six defensive backs. Exactly. I mean, you, you know, listen, there's layers that have been incorporated. The coaching, I, I can't say enough about it. They've put these guys in a position to where they are crisp as can be. They do not make mistakes. Uh, two is playing almost flawless in, in football. Yesterday, it was flawless. I mean, he didn't, he threw one bad pass the whole doggone day. Yeah, he was, he was phenomenal from start to finish. He's executing perfectly. And the offensive line is doing their job, you know, pass blocking. When he does drop back to pass, there's nobody around him. He was hit twice yesterday. Hit twice. I, I don't, Mike, I remember him once stepping up in the pocket the whole doggone day. And, you know, this is an NFL team you're playing against. I mean, this isn't, you know, this isn't an exhibition game. This isn't a, you know, a college football team that you're out there playing. This is an NFL football team. And, you know, the total dominance, you know, on, on our, from our offensive end against their defense was just unheard of. You just don't see it. And you're probably not going to see it. I need you to know, correct that. He was hit once. Any time Austin Jackson. Yeah. I mean, listen, they were almost at perfection yesterday. They really were. Well, they're not going to get much better than that. No. <laughs> I don't think you can. I really don't. No. To be that efficient, you know, to where, you know, you score 10 touchdowns, you don't even attempt a field goal. You punt once the whole That's game. That's just insane, right? It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's it's total dominance. I've never seen a game like that to where, you know, we had, I don't know how many possessions. I guess it was 11, and we scored 10 out of the 11 possessions. I mean, yeah, we punted once. Right? We punted one time. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I can't say enough about it. You know, the, the, the question marks, as I said, coming in, you know, McDaniel, the coaching, having the guys, you know, disciplined, you know, getting rid of the, the, the penalties and, and, and Tua, you know, turning the ball over, holding on to the ball too much, throwing in the coverage, not reading defenses. All that through three games has basically been removed from this football team. And um, you're seeing the difference. It's just, you know, it, it's, a, it's a fun thing to watch. And I, I just can't wait till next Sunday. I wish it was tomorrow. You know, you want, <laughs> you want more of it. You don't want to wait another whole week. That's right. They might get cold. <laughs> Before, you know, before this, you know, before we play again, you know, we talked a, a lot about the offense and, um, you know, the guys, A-Chain is just another element in the, you know, in this offense now. And, um, you know, Mostert with the way he's running the football and even Brooks when he came in was just outstanding. You could see, you know, why he's on the roster week in and week out because he's a guy that can come in and be productive. Yeah, he's um, a tough little runner. He, he truly is. And, um, you know, you throw in the fact that Waddle hopefully is coming back next week. Um, you know, you, you've, got, you've got guys all over the field now you really, truly have to worry about. Um, you know, that's the offensive side. You know, the defensive side, you know, we can talk about, you know, they didn't, they didn't hurt us in any major way yesterday. But, you know, I, I think that 
Well, what they did do was they created turnovers, specifically Holland. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, the funny thing was, Mike, on both of those plays, you know, that they were, they were nice chunk plays for Denver, you know, and, um, yeah. you know, Holland kind of turned it around because they, they, were, they were moving the football on, I believe, both of those drives. I know, one, they were deep in our end. And um, the player was, you know, was pa- you know, he made a great move on Holland, got past him, and he yep. jumped right back in and stripped him he of He sure it. did. <laughs> you know, these are the plays. kind of plays you're looking for from your safety. And it, it was really great to see him uh, make an impact yesterday. Yes, absolutely. I mean, he, he played an outstanding football game. I didn't necessarily, I mean, obviously we won by 50 points when it was all said and done, but early in the game, you know, the Broncos were moving the football pretty, pretty well on us. And, um, you know, they, they, you know, hopefully under Fangio, you know, they tighten things up a bit because they'll get I, better as the year goes on. I think if injuries don't derail that. Yes. I mean, right now, you know, Phillips, I, I know he got hurt and came out of the game again yesterday. And with the way the offense, the offense was playing, I don't know if it really But you know what, Lewis? Ogba stepped in and did a really solid job. So that, that was yeah. the best game we've seen of Ogba, you know, this year anyway. Yeah. Listen, I'm a, I'm a true believer in, you know, a guy that's been a starter most of his career you know, when he comes in for, you know, select plays, it's tough, you know? Sure I mean, you know, you don't, you don't get that true feel for a football game when you're, you know, you're in for a series or two and then, and then you don't see the field for 20 minutes, you know, right. whether, you know, whether right. you're back sure. on the field on the second defensive rotation and then your offense is out there and 20 minutes later, 25 minutes later, you're back on the field for a few plays. You know, it, it's got to be tough for him. And I think yesterday, you know, as, as he played more and more, you know, he, <laughs> you know, he started getting into the mix and making plays. The interception was just, that was a great play. <laughs> I mean, off the know, deflection. <laughs> off the deflection, he turned around and he showed good hands there. I thought he was going to rumble into the end zone. I was like, oh my God, that would have been fantastic to see. But, um, yeah, it was good, you know, but going forward, Mike, you know, Phillips is an absolute necessity, you know, it's starting with next week, you know, and, and the fact yeah, that- I agree. You know, you need his speed from that edge, you know, against a guy like Josh Allen because he's, you know, he's a terror running the football. So, uh, you know, it's important that he comes back and, you know, hopefully they go into that Buffalo game with, with a good game because um, this is going to probably be- you know, from top to bottom, the best offensive we've seen, you know, we've, we're going to see up to this point, you know, Josh Allen's And we'll talk about it on Wednesday, Lewis, but, yeah. I, but I would think that we're going to give up some points to Buffalo. I would just think that, you know? Right. Because we, we do have some weaknesses on the, on, the, on the defense. But on offense, that's where I think the game will be won or lost. We, we've got to perform well on offense. And I'm not talking yesterday well. I'm just talking well in general. Uh, you know, limit the mistakes and, and uh, you know, try and keep the ball out of Josh Allen's hands, you know, a little bit. Right. And uh, just continue doing what you're doing. Yeah, they, they kind of have to, you know, they're going to have to have a balance because, yep. you know, you don't want them to take – the foot off the pedal because I think that, that that's a strength right now because teams teams right now through three weeks 
you know, they're, they're, they're looking around for answers. And, and before they even know it, you know, we're, we're up and down the field and they're like, what the hell just happened? Well, that's fine. As long as we're getting in the end zone. Did, but did they I'm, just I'm, score again? Yeah. I mean, you know, you saw their sideline. Go ahead. What were you saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm just speaking of when, when I say, you know, control the football, that's what I'm talking about. They need to control the football. I don't care if they have a two minute drive, but they need to control the football, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, spread out the defense the way you're spreading out the defense and see if you can't get that run game generating, you know, consistent yardage against that defense. Right. Yeah. They, they've, they've given Buffalo a lot to think about on that defensive side of the football. I'll tell you they that sure much. have. You know, that coordinator is probably working today from early this morning saying, okay, these guys put 70 points up. Guys, we got to get to work first thing tomorrow morning. And I'm sure they're sitting there trying to look at film and see exactly what we're doing. But, you know, I expect McDaniel to come out and throw a, a whole bunch of different wrinkles at him next week. So, you know, it, it it's fun right now. And hopefully, you know, we continue, you know, to ride what we saw yesterday. I mean, that crowd was so jacked up yesterday. It was so much fun to watch. It really was. I mean, it was just like, it was just like a blur. You know, I'm sitting there and I'm watching the game and I'm just laughing. I'm like, you know, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, you have to be kidding me. It was like everything. Look, we've seen those games where everything you do goes wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, yesterday was the opposite. Everything we did went right. Right. And I mean, you know, for that to take place is just, uh, you know, an accomplishment in itself. And, um, you know, like I said, I give all the praise to, to, to those players that are out there and there's interchangeable parts. You know, the running backs are coming in and out. We've got receivers coming in and out of the lineup and everybody is producing and they're just crisp. crisp. You don't see a lot of drop passes. Um, you know, last year there, there was there was times where the ball was one way, the receiver was another way. You know, the receiver's running in one direction, the ball's going in another. Yep. A lot of drop passes. You know, Waddle comes to mind. You know, he he seemed to have some. You know, uh, quite a few drops last year. And he gets butterfingers every once in a while. Yeah, we had all. Mike, we're we're you know I say this all the time. I mean, it seems like once a week during the podcast I say this, but. We're not that far removed from guys constantly dropping passes. Grant, you know, when he was put into the lineup, when we had injuries, just constantly dropping footballs. And Gasicki and, you know, a bunch of other guys, you know, just not making plays. You just don't see it. You know, you're not seeing a lot of drops week in and week out. And we're, no. You know, we, listen, we threw the ball. Different level of receivers, Lewis. Yeah, well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, you know. We didn't have a Tyreek on this offense, you know. That, oh, that definitely guy, not. He catches almost everything. Definitely not. I mean, you know, Parker didn't drop a lot of passes either, and he was our number right. one. I'm talking right. about, you know, just the fact that, you know, even the guys that are, are playing behind the hill are, just, are yep. just making plays, you know, no – you're talking about. I'm talking about Craycraft. I'm talking about Barrios. All of those guys, the running backs in the flats, are not dropping footballs. We've seen that a million times in yeah. the last few years too. Anytime they would throw to him, you'd see a drop ball. Well, do we credit Tua for some of that? 
You have to you have to credit the whole team. I mean, sure. Tua Tua's putting the ball in places that guys are going to catch the football, but he's done that. You know, he's for the most part he's precise when he gets the ball. No, out I think of I his think hands. he's playing on another level this year, Lewis. Yeah, the, the the team as a whole is. Yep, but well, that again falls on the quarterback to a degree, right? I think it falls on the offensive line. Mike, listen, there's 11 guys out there that are all on it. When you score 70 points, it, it's, it's, it's a team effort, period. You know, the running backs, there's blocking. I don't know, you know, what in gold graded out at. I don't even know if he was on the field an awful lot when we were having those, when, when we were running the ball as we were. But you've got 11 guys out there that are creating a, a, a almost a masterpiece of football game. Now, when you look at Tua running that football team and what he is doing, he's playing at the best level you can imagine at the quarterback position. But in order for him to do that, all these other elements have to be in place. These guys have to do what they have to do. Blocking what the pass blocking this year has been exceptional. Uh, you know, I can count on my one hand how many times Tua has had to step up in the pocket over the course of these first three games. And Mike, how many times has he been sacked over these first three games? Not many. Not many. I mean, he wasn't sacked yesterday. Nope. Um, you know, maybe twice against maybe. New England yep. and maybe twice against the Chargers. I mean, you know, they're not even... They're not even getting close to him, and you can attribute that to him as well because he gets rid of the football. So, I mean, I'll give Tua a ton of credit for the way he's playing. He's playing at an exceptional level, but with the way the offense has been up to this point, and, you know, Mostert, you know, I can't say enough about the way he's run the football. I mean, A-Chain hasn't been a part of the first couple weeks. Mostert has been... Pretty damn good through these first three games. Um, one one sack for Tua through the uh, three games. One sack. I mean, you know, it's team effort. You know, and 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 that's the way we always got to look at this. Um, Ten total pressures through the three games. Absolutely insane. insane. That's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Yep, absolutely. And and the guys are catching everything that he throws. He's been throwing balls. Right on the dime. I mean, you can't you can't say enough about him. Um, you know, I talked about the coaching staff. They're they're putting Tua in a position to where he he's going to succeed. He he's he's understanding what they're doing. You have to give Tua a ton of credit because whatever McDaniel is throwing out there at him, he's executing perfectly. I mean, you can't execute any better than that. You just can't. Let me ask you a question. Do you think we finally have a coach? Yeah, through three games we do, Mike. I mean, you well, know, you, you got to see him last year as well. I'm je- well. Last year, coming into this year, Mike, I had questions. You know, and now you know we're three games into this season. Now, keep in mind, I mean, not to this extreme, but let's keep in mind that last year, you know, we had, you know, a fourth quarter in Baltimore that was. Similar to what we saw yesterday for for three quarters, and we saw games in Chicago and Detroit where we excelled extreme, you know, to, to right. an extreme point. 
And then we kind of, you know, went, went out the wayside for one reason or another. So, you know, I'm excited at this point. You know, I can't say enough about McDaniel and what he's done up to this point. But, you know, we've got 14 more games on the schedule. And, you know, I'm going to keep it tempered right for now. You know, when you get too overly excited, because all I heard about how great Dallas was, you know, and how dominant they are and how they're Super Bowl contenders and then they got their asses handed to them. Well, that's going to happen. By the Cardinals. That's going to happen. One day we're going to go out there, we're going to get our asses handed to us too. That's that's in the cards. Yeah, not, not, not. Not to that extreme, though, Mike. I mean, you know, Jacksonville got their asses handed to him yesterday. There were some ugly games yesterday. I don't expect this team to to be beat up like that. If we're going to lose, we're going to lose because the other team is outperforming us. That's the way I feel right now. Or now, or we shoot ourselves in the foot. Right. You with know, and, turnovers and, and sloppy play, you know what happens. But exactly, yeah. I, you know, the way they're executing, though, I, you know, <laughs> I, I just can't. Right now, I just can't see it. You know, well, it's see- hard to see it after yesterday, right? I mean, like I said, you know, just about every pass was perfect, and the guys were catching what Tua was throwing. Right, and the, well, the running game as well is just a whole other element. That, that's that, right. That, that McDaniel. I mean, keep in mind, last year. Well, I was just going to say that. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You can no, say it. I'll let you I say was going to say, they, they didn't have this kind of running game last year, and I really don't know why. I don't know what they're doing different, but, uh, you know, because Mostert was there and, and Wilson was there, and they were averaging 4.7 or 4.8 yards a carry, whatever it was, but they weren't running for, <laughs> you know, 350 yards in a game or whatever it was they got yesterday, you know? Well, can I tell you what they're doing, Mike? Because I have the answer to that. Well, tell me what the answer is. They're doing it. They 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 would abandon it in in yes. last year in games. We were like, why did we stop running the football? We were successful. Yep. Why weren't we more balanced? Yeah, we did, we did question that from time to time. We could, well, quite a bit actually. I mean, Tua was throwing the ball forty five times a game, and you know, Armstead was not there down the stretch, and then we had backups, and we you know we would go in the weeks where we would say, all right, you know what, you got. Thompson quarterbacking this week. They're going to run the ball a lot more. I mean, you know, we're going to see that. And it wasn't the case. The same thing with uh, Bridgewater. You know, they're, they're, going to, they're going to run the football. No, they didn't. Two is just coming off of a concussion. We're going to probably be more balanced and run the football and ease them back in. Nope. Right back out there to the same game plans. I think this year, you know, there, there's more of a dedication to it. I think that you know, in the in the off season and through the preseason and in practices, I think they've they've worked on it a lot more, and it's showing in these football games right now. Because it's showing in the confusion on the defenders' faces. You know, yes. Uh, you know, if if they creep up to stop the run, and then Hill and and Waddle and everybody else becomes a problem, and if if they drop back, then that run is there. And I, I think, you know, that's what they're toying with, you know. And, and finding the balance is going to be dependent on what the defense is doing. Right. I mean, McDaniel, but getting back, I mean, we, you know, I rambled on for quite a bit there. And we went back and forth a bit. But McDaniel is doing an exceptional job. These guys are prepared. They go out there. You know, when, when Flores was here, the offense struggled. 
but they were in every single game. Like you never saw them getting their asses handed to them. When we lost, it was because of turnovers and just not having the offense to put teams away when the defense had stop after stop. How many times did we say, Mike, a couple of years back, we can't go three and out eight times in a football game. You can't do it. You can't put right. your defense right back out there against That's right. teams like Buffalo. Those are the type of things that were happening. Okay, so right now we're putting so much pressure on the other team to try and keep up with us that it, it, it's an extremely tough task. We've come, my, you know, we've come miles. So McDaniel, right now, with where he has this football team, yes. To answer your question, I think we do have a coach that will be here for a while. But all I want is to see it through next week and <laughs> and into, you know, into December, Mike. You know, I mean, we've I seen hear collapses. I hear we, we've seen it. We've seen the bottom fall out. And you don't want to see that. But I don't believe it will. I, don't I honestly will don't either. believe it will. Yeah. I mean, because I, I think the addition ahead. of the running game to yes. this offense makes yes. all the difference in the world. You know, I, I've said this a few times already, even during this podcast. I watched a lot of football yesterday, and some of the offensive line play is just absolutely atrocious. I mean, atrocious. And it just reminds me of, you know, our situation, you know, over the last couple of years. And even going as far back as when Tannehill was here, you know, just guys constantly getting pounded. Uh, you know, Dallas had a couple guys out yesterday and, you know, they, Prescott was just getting eaten up, you know. So you look around the NFL and you look at our offensive line and where they're at right now. You know, Armstead on the field obviously makes a big difference, but they're pretty good. And, you know, I he's don't know. A, he's our best run blocker, by the way, Armstead. Yeah. I think he's our best pass blocker Yeah, as probably well, true. But, probably know, true. But, He's our best offensive lineman, and Connor Williams is right behind them, and and Hunt is right behind him. You know, we talked about this. You know, if you if you've got three solid guys, and then you've got two other guys that are doing an adequate job, then you're in good shape in the NFL nowadays. And and Austin Jackson's not grading out. I know yesterday. What did you tell me, Mike? His grade was in the fifties again. Sixty three, sixty three, four overall, and uh, pass blocking it was forty nine. Yeah, you see, and that that's the lowest grade in regard to pass blocking across that offensive line because everybody else graded out pretty decent, you know, more so than the running the running and Engel, grades. by the way, had a 28-9 uh, pass blocking. Yeah. Not, wow. How many plays was he on the field for? Uh, 40, I think. No, no, no. I mean, in regard to in passing situations where he was actually asked to block because that some of that stuff is just, yeah, you know, he may have only been on the field well, on, for three Yeah, no, plays. this is this is cumulative. Here. Oh, you're talking oh, about yeah. over the course of the whole season. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they keep him on the field. Mike, you know what the other great thing is? The fact that their running backs are going they're, – they're in, they're, they're in the flats. They're not, they're not asking them to stay in and block a lot of the times. At Thank least, God. <laughs> Thank God is right because, I mean, they don't – I don't know. It's much easier to dump the ball off than it is to hope he makes the, the block. <laughs> exactly. Get the ball if, – if you're not liking what you see, get the ball in the flat in three seconds. You yeah. know, he usually gets rid of the ball in less than three seconds. 
if it takes you that extra half But, you know, second. I think McDaniel finally figured out what we were asking for, honestly. Not, not that he would listen to us, but that's not my point. My point is we were asking for, in, instead of keeping those guys in the block, get them out in the pass patterns and give Tua an option. So when he sees pressure coming, he yeah. can dump it off. Yes. And that's going to keep him healthy. Yep. I, I truly believe a lot of the times, Mike, that the play call is just going to be, you know, hey, you know, hit these guys in the flat and let them yep. do their thing. And, yeah, depending you know, on what the defense is doing, if they're taking away the middle of the field, then you've got to go to the backs. Yeah, yeah, in the flats. I mean, yep. it, it's, it's a lot, you know, as, as you look at – I'm looking at it as if I was a defensive coordinator and had to defend the Dolphins right now. And um, it'd be tough. I mean, you got to have 11 guys literally just outplaying – are 11. And, and that, that's tough task. I mean, it really is. I mean, you can send pressure at Tua, but you, you're, you're leaving guys man to man around right. the field. And right. I don't know how smart that is. It's okay? If you bring guys up in the box to stop these running backs, I don't think that's the answer as well, because he's just going to go over the top and in the middle of the field. Right. With, with the passes. That's what so, I said earlier, exactly. It's, it's, it's a no-win situation for the defense because if they, if they creep up on you, then you're going to throw over the top, and if they play back, you're going to be able to run. Yeah, and if you send the four-man rush and play an umbrella defense, then it opens then, up things in those, you know, those uh, bunch packages or the running backs in the flat, and these guys are executing things perfectly. We saw that against New England. I mean, yesterday, Mike, receiving-wise, running backs between Mostert and A-Chain, they had almost 100 yards receiving between the two of them. Yep. It says a lot. Yeah. says a lot. You know, they basically replaced Waddle's numbers there yesterday. Yep. You know, they became yep. the, the Waddle. Right? It's, it's smart. It's smart football. It is. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I want to see a lot of smart football – Next Sunday, because we <laughs> have we to be all. at our smartest yeah. and at our best yeah. next Sunday. Can't let the crowd be a factor. Can't let your mistakes be a factor. You've got to exactly. go out there and execute. And how, execute. About, how about, Mike, the guy that's gotten the most heat over the course of this season up to this point? You know who that is? Jason Sanders. That's right. <laughs> Jason Sanders, 10 of 10. Ten of ten. Yep. Ten of ten. Right through the middle. Now we had a little bit of a disagreement yesterday, and Go I ahead. don't know if you remember it or not. But we were we were talking about the uh, uh, the field goal that wasn't. Uh, McDaniel decided not to kick the field goal uh, to possibly give the team the seventy uh, three point record. Oh, okay. You're talking about at the end of the game. Yes. Yes. Yes, yep. and then you said to me that you thought you would go for the points. And I said to you, I don't know. I don't think I would because I think the right thing to do is, you know, take a, take a knee, do whatever you got to do. But you, you don't need to rub it in their faces. The game was over. Right. Uh, and, and that was my uh, outlook. And, you know, a lot of people agreed with you and a lot of people agreed with me because we were talking about it on the Facebook page. But uh, the bottom line to it all is, I thought McDaniel made the right decision for that moment, you know, uh, and, and you didn't. So explain to me why you uh, felt it was the thing to do, or have you kind of changed your mind as you've thought about it? 
Oh, no, I, I didn't change my mind in the no, least. I didn't think so. Because the situation is such, okay? You've got Sean Payton on the sidelines, right? And, you know, he's, he's a veteran head coach. You know, he's been to Super Bowl, so on and so forth. And he's got Russell Wilson out on the field with his team down by an incredible amount of points, still running around and throwing passes. And he had quite a few of the starters still out there at that point. So the game was over at that point. But yet, what, what is he trying to accomplish when the game's all said and done? You got a veteran guy in Russell Wilson. Put him on the bench. I understand if it's a rookie. I, I do get that because you know what? You say, hey. Experience. The kid needs to get the work in in a situation. Let him run the hurry up. You know, we're going to be trying. We're going to be passing the ball a lot. Let him do it. You're putting your starting quarterback in week three in that position. And what purpose does it serve? So as far as I was concerned, you know, he, what, for whatever reason he had him out there, I would have kicked the field goal and I would have went for the yardage record at the end. Now, I don't know if, if they were in McDaniel's ear and he even knew that they were that close to the you know, yardage for one game and the point total for one game. I have well, no he, idea. he knew about the point total because he, he addressed did. that after the game. But okay, he, didn't, so, he didn't say anything about the yardage. I don't know. So he was aware of it. So my point is this, is that you can't, you can't sit here and tell me that when White throws a 70-yard touchdown pass to Chosen in the fourth quarter when you're already up by 40 points, that it's going to make any damn difference whatsoever if you kick a field goal at the end of the game. To me, there's no difference. At the, that- difference the difference being this. You have your backups in the game, okay? And they're going to try and play well because they're backups and they need to show themselves. So that goes without saying. But you're still running the score up and you're rubbing it in their faces to an extent when you're already up by 40 points. Listen, there's a lot of ways you can look at it. I mean, that's the way I see it. If I'm the Dolphins at that point, and I'm not trying to rub anything in anybody's faces, Mike White's not throwing the football. And if he is, he's dinking and dunking. He's not throwing a 70-yard pass down the field, Mike. I mean, he can do that in practice. In a game that, that's just so – they're so separated in points, you know, I, I just don't understand it. So those are the reasons that I felt that at that point, what – difference does it make if they kick a field goal and if and if Peyton wants to get pissed off over the fact that you know we kicked a field goal and made it 73 to 20 instead of 70 to 20 at that point he's got a serious friggin problem he should worry about the fact that he made us score 70 points to begin with he's got bigger worries than the fact that and, and he should understand that better than anybody, that they were in a position to break an NFL record. And, and they could have addressed it to him. And he, he really, if he has any kind of character, should have said, well, listen, you know, they understood and I understand that they were going for an NFL record and teams just don't go to where they went yesterday. So I can understand it. So, you know, that's the way I look at it. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know and I watched Belichick have Tom Brady Throwing passes oh, against us. Oh, absolutely. He was, the, he was the worst at it. Throwing against, throwing against, but that's the NFL nowadays, Mike. You know, that, that's it. And it's not only Belichick. I've seen, 
I saw Drew Brees and Sean Payton, Mike. Let me. Let, I know. Th this is, listen to me. Th this is the other thing that I forgot to tell you yesterday. Sean Payton, when he was quarterbacking the Saints, had Drew Brees throwing the football against, against teams in the fourth quarter when they were up by 30 something points yep. to break Dan Marino's record that year. Okay. Yep. Now, yep. you tell me what difference there is. I wish to God they would have kicked that field goal yesterday because he did the same bullshit. So I don't buy it in the least. Well, you know, I don't know. I, yeah. I say stay classy. You know, they're, they're, it's like he said, there's karma. And uh, he wants the Dolphins to have good karma. And that, that, was, that would have been bad karma. I don't, I don't think there's a person in the NFL – that would have said, "Oh my God, they're rubbing it in." Now, if they would have, if they would have play actioned and threw a pass into the end zone to Tyreek Hill at the end of that game, well, I get yeah. it. I get it. But you know what? You're in a position to kick the field goal. Do it. It doesn't make any difference. The Broncos, like uh, Belichick, well, you're, you're never going to stop. Now you're just going to keep saying it. Yeah. Well, you asked <laughs> me my opinion. I gave you three reasons as to why I felt they should have did it, and we'll just leave it at that. And there people, you go. People can, uh, you know, decide. Yeah, for sit, themselves on, sit on whatever side they want. It's yeah. it's fun conversation, but uh, uh, I I think what we'll do is is we'll close the show now and uh, look forward to Wednesday's show. Uh, you know, looking at the Bills and and trying to figure out maybe what we can do against them. Yep. Well, hopefully we do a lot of what we did to them last year because they did an exceptional job at yep. slowing Josh Allen down. So hopefully they can they can get to that. I mean, you know, the offense was was the problem in those games and all three games, even the one we won. So, you know, I think the offense is at a different level. So, yeah, we'll talk about that on Wednesday. And I'm really jacked up for that. That's going to be. <laughs> I that, think all of Dolphin I, Nation is jacked up for th that. This week is going to be a very slow moving week. That's yep. all I could tell you. So, all right, anyways. Lewis. Thanks right. for joining me this afternoon. Very it's uh, been a very happy uh, Victory Monday, oh, yes. and uh, oh, we yeah. look forward to another one next week. Uh, yes. Maybe we're getting greedy. I don't think so, because Buffalo is Buffalo. That's right. Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, Fin fans, that's today's show. I want to thank the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Sports Social podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. They've got articles and uh, podcasts, which I think you'll enjoy. All right, until next week, be well and take care. Network.